Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Analytical Fanboys. I am Simeon, the Vacuuminator Scott, and I am joined, as always, by the mysterious Chris Boingo Ryder Gaston. How are you doing this evening, sir? I'm not sure. I'm mysterious. Ooh! <laughs> I don't know where the fuck that's going, but okay. Um, so today we are going to be discussing one of Chris's selections, which is the first season of Jackie Chan Adventures, which is a show that I'm going to guess we both grew up watching, but uh, since it was your thing on the list, I'll let you go ahead and sort of introduce it to the audience. <clears throat> that's the introduction. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Perfectly done. Are you serious? No. Jackie Chan Adventures was a show on Kids WB uh, starring uh, a fictional version of Jackie Chan, which is Kung Fu Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, and throughout the whole series, uh, series they find a lot of mystical, uh, mystical artifacts, mostly related to Asian cultures, um, that have magic stuff, and they have to fight the forces of evil. That's pretty much it. And it has season-long story arcs, which was, which I didn't think about at the time as a kid, but that's kind of revolutionary back then for a kid's cartoon. Oh, yeah, and they do it in a way that's really well hidden. Yeah. Because it's essentially just a giant fest-quetch all season, but it's, it's not a fest-quetch in the, oh, God, we gotta go here and get a thing so we can get back to the story. It's, no, the story is going there and getting those things. So it feels okay. Or we have the thing, wacky shit happens. Yeah. Which... Like, in several of the episodes, they find the talisman, which is the first season MacGuffin, in like the first five minutes. And yeah. the whole rest of the episode is going like, okay, what does this do? Oh shit, we don't know how to fucking fix this. Bad day, bad day, bad day. Yeah, I, I had completely forgotten about because, like I mentioned, I grew up watching this show. I have fond memories of watching it, but it's not one of those things that really carried with me into being a teenager and then adulthood. But um, I completely forgot when I was a kid, I used to say bad day all the time whenever shit would go wrong at my house. <laughs> I mean, it's such a simple phrase. Bad day, bad day, bad day. But the way Jackie says it in a quick repetition, it, it just it works so well and it sticks in your head. It is the con it's not the consummate one, but it is a consummate kids cartoon show phrase. Oh yeah, no, this is very catchphrase friendly. Mm -hmm. But it's not done in the hey, remember this, and we're beating you over the head. No, it's just phrases the characters like to say. Like uh one more thing. One more thing, or just, uh, hi, Jackie. And Jackie's just surprised. What the fuck? Yeah, I didn't even think of it, but hi, Jackie is kind of her catchphrase. Which, yeah. uh, speaking of which, um, let's just go ahead and dive right into some character discussion. Jade is either the most annoying or the most entertaining character in the show, depending on what kind of person I, you are, I think. How, how did you find her character this time around. This time around, it felt very much like, okay, they're really good at towing the line between making this character extremely annoying and, a, and an interesting sidekick. 
they are, they like towed that line because they could have like taken one inch either way, and it'd have been boring. Yeah, and it's 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 very much they have two tropes that they know have to be in there, and they're using them as best as they possibly can under the circumstances. And I think it works just fine. You know, I didn't love Jade. I didn't hate her. I don't remember really caring about... I, I remember being pretty neutral towards her as a kid, too. But uh, um, she's not like uh, Jubilee in the X-Men cartoon levels of annoying. So that's good. Yeah, no, she's there to make the level-headed and reasonable Jackie get into mischief. Yeah. Because if she didn't, there wouldn't be a show. Yeah. Uh, And you kind of need that with Jackie Chan characters, because Jackie Chan plays a lot of... I don't want to say milquetoast. Mild-mannered kung fu boys. Yeah, that's kind of the the antithesis of a Jackie Chan character, is they're they're this slightly klutzy, um, regular guy who gets caught up in extraordinary situations leading to really impressive martial arts. Yeah, and he knows kung fu. But, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a lot of cool stuff. Jackie's great. Um, and I'm surpr- And it's very, very interesting how young they made this Jackie look. Yeah, he looks like he's uh, early twenties. He looks yeah, he's like mid to late twenties, I think. Because hmm. it takes a bit to get an archaeology degree. <laughs> That's fair. That that's probably a thing too. They're def- like you said earlier. They're they're really going hard for that Indiana Jones, but with martial arts angle, and I think it works really well. I mean, I like I said, I, I loved this show as a kid. And, this was uh, the, this was one of the cornerstones of Kids WB. Yeah, it really was. This and like Shaolin Showdown and The Batman. Those are the shows I think of when I think of like all time great Kids WB shows. See, when I think of Kids WB, I'm thinking Freakazoid, Batman Beyond, Pokemon. <laughs> well, yours was a little before. Your Kids WB was a little before mine, I think. Oh yeah, and this. And but here's the thing: this show lasted five seasons. Yeah, it it well it went well over the syndication line, I think. Yeah, it and it just stayed solid. Because I remember a couple years ago, I rewatched the whole thing and I was like. Yeah, this is, it's not, like, one of the best Western animated shows, but it is, it is significantly solid. It's some good, easy viewing to have on while you're editing, like I, like I did this time around watching the first season, which I should say, this is my first time watching any of it since I've become an adult, um, or really since my early teens, um, and I found it about as enjoyable as I did as a kid, just like, oh, man, this is good, I like this. Oh yeah, no. I there was a point in time where I looked forward to Jackie Chan Adventures. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Because hmm. um, Kids WB was my shit. Because it was this was the tail end of Saturday morning cartoons. Like right after this little period, they dried up completely and never came back. Hmm. Um. So it was like I watched Jackie Chan Adventures, Static Shock, Batman Beyond. And then I go over to Fox, watch Ultimate Muscle, and Digimon. <laughs> See, my childhood was just such a huge jumble of shit because I was watching shit from the early and mid '90s and stuff that was currently airing in the 2000s, just depending on the day, depending on 
the period of my childhood and whether my family had cable or not. Like, yeah. we got and got rid of cable and several different satellite um, companies, like, multiple times. Like, there was a short time where we had TiVo, then we got rid of it, then we had DirecTV, then we went back to basic TV, then we got cable, then we got rid of cable and went back to basic TV, then we got cable again, and it's been kind of like that for my family ever since, although I don't really, I haven't really cared about it since I was 15 because I kind of fully embraced watching shit on my computer. Yeah. But, like, this was just solid kids. W- and this was consistently there on their schedule. It was just like, yeah, Jackie Chan Adventures. Yeah. Because I want to watch Jackie Chan Adventures. You want to watch Jackie Chan Adventures? Come on, sit down and watch some Jackie Chan Adventures. Yeah. And, like, Let's continue. Do you want to continue characters or get back to it and talk about other things real quick? Because we're we can bop around and just talk about whatever, man. I don't really. We don't really have a clear format for TV shows. I don't think. Nah, but like the design of the show is very much anime esque, without being anime. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very unique um, animation style. And it has what I'm not sure if it was just this studio that did this, but it's an animation um, foible or quirk, I guess you would call it, that I don't see on shows anymore, and I don't see on shows that were made from before I was a kid. It's like just shows that came out where I was a kid, where like sometimes or like in every shot, there's one thing where it's not exactly fully colored in. Like, you can see the line, but they just left a little bit of a color. They're letting stuff bleed together. And I always thought that was really cool. You know, this show did that. Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends did occasionally. And I, um, I remember Foster's was a lot more, like, strict, because it was very detail-oriented. Ed, Ed, and Eddie did it. Yeah, Ed, Ed, and Eddie did it, and God, there was one other one I was about to say, but I can't remember now. Um, well... I mean, that that as an animation technique dates back to, like, the 50s with UPA. Really? Yeah, um, they were the guys who made Mr. Magoo. Oh, yeah, I haven't watched a lot of, like, classic, classic cartoons, so... But, I'm like... I'm fully up on that stuff. But they were... But uh, it was a group of animators who just didn't want to fucking deal with Disney bullshit anymore, so they split off and went, like, we'll make our own animation studio with Blackjack and Hookers. Excellent. That's 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 the right thing to do, sir. Um, but uh, and they wanted to experiment with animation, so they did a lot more. Oh, animation. American Dragon Jake Long. That's the other show I was thinking. Oh, when they switched to animation styles, they they had that that whole half colored in thing going on, and I, I loved it in that show too. But um, basically, they went like, we want to experiment more with abstract animation and. Uh, uh, more um, impressionistic background, which this heavily reminded me of. Mm. Because what's the focus of the show? It's the characters. The rest of the world can fuck off unless it's needed for the scene. Yeah. Um, like uh, like um, the one episode with the boat. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's it's, the monkey it's, talisman. Yeah, that that was a weird episode, but like that that's one of those episodes where I was watching it and I was going, "Man, this is fucking weird." And then like halfway through, I had like 
the entire plot just jumped into my head from childhood of like, oh yeah, I remember this. This is one they reran a lot. <laughs> yeah, and that's just, that's a very cool thing about the show. It's very episodic, without being overtly episodic. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the way. Um, Doctor Who, or at least Davies era Doctor Who, did its season-long story arcs, where it's there, it matters at the end of the season, but you don't have to know it to enjoy an individual episode. Yeah, like, and they do it in very interesting ways, like, um, at the very end, spoilers, one of the bad guys turns face, he becomes a good guy. Um, he sees the error of his ways, and the way he announces it is by quoting a line said to him from an earlier episode. Yeah. Because in an earlier episode, Jack Jackie Chan goes like, why are you working for the bad guys? You can work for Section 13, the secret, the secret organization that the whole show's kind of centered around. Mm-hmm. And we have, uh, and Thursdays is Donut Days. And that's what he says. Is, I heard Thursdays were Donut Days. Yeah. And I, fucking, I love um, Section 13 just because it feels like it really doesn't need to be there, but it's fun that it is. And... Clancy Brown as Captain Black. Why doesn't that guy get more cool action roles? Because he's really suited for it. I want to see him play like G.I. Joe characters or something. That'd be cool. But like, it, it's a weird like kind of necessity because if they didn't have Section 13, you'd be going like, how is Jackie going around the world when he just works for his uncle's antique shop? Yeah. I mean, it gives them an excuse of like, this is a secret organization, that's how they travel. Mm-hmm. And there's also a uh, freaking, like, the Indiana Jones comparison, it fixes a problem from Indiana Jones, because as far as we know, Indiana Jones either travels entirely on his own dime or on the university he works for's dime. And I, I, it's like, what the fuck kind of funding is that university getting? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, this is a government organization. Of course they can spend thousands of millions of dollars on an archaeologist. <laughs> yeah. Um, but speaking of Uncle, because I mentioned him briefly, I don't want to talk about Uncle. Uncle is the best character in the show, bar none. Yes, most wholesome episode is the dog episode. Yeah, because he's feeling sad that he's old, so he gets like the talisman of immortality, and he just goes like, "No, I just want to have fun with my family." Yeah, and for, I love how he, how he's just like. No, I know what's up. Everybody, do what I say. Don't disrespect your elders. Like magic must defeat funny. magic. Magic must defeat magic. And freaking Captain Black was out cold while they were doing it, so he still doesn't believe. Oh no, he believes. I remember the second season. He's the old, and he goes around to his superiors and goes like, "No, no, no, demons and shit exist." And they go like, "Do you need a, do you need a therapist?" <laughs> That's great. I, I like I said. I don't remember a ton of this show until I've seen it. I remember like vague parts of episodes. Like I remember an, like a, the part of the episode where they had like an oni dog. Oh wow! Yeah, because because they, because the first couple seasons is all like Chinese stuff. It's all based on the Chinese zodiac. Every talisman is. A creature on the zodiac. So you have the hare, you have the dragon, the dog. Yeah. Then eventually you have like these weird puzzle boxes that feature like demons. Isn't there a season with masks? I remember masks. 
that's Oni masks. Mm. And they and have to deal with all of them. And that was a cool season because basically Uncle knew jack shit and Toru had to lead the way with all the magic because he's Japanese. <laughs> nice. So it was like, oh, this is this is fun and fresh. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's not a thing that's really tapped a lot of times in kids' cartoons. You know, a lot of time when Westerners try to do stuff about um, Asian culture, it's kind of just the staples of martial arts, uh, Chinese food, uh, uh, anime? Yeah. This was, this, is- this was a dope period in time. For like for for lack of a better way of describing it, diversity in cartoons. Because on Kids WB, you had Batman Beyond. Okay, pretty dope. That's cool. You had Justice League. Again, pretty dope, pretty cool. Hell diverse. yeah, Justice League is my shit. Diverse cast. I told Stewart. you before I've told you before, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited is is the show that got me into superheroes, right? I think so, yeah. But then you also had Static Shock, a black superhero, dealing dealing with black issues. And you had this, which was an Asian-American show focused on Asian-American culture. Yeah. Of course, through a very fantasy lens of talismans and demons, and is only vaguely, like, directly, like, true to history, but still... It's it's semi educational. I wouldn't call this like a, a an educational show to teach kids about Eastern mythology, but it's, it's like a tonal a good, show. It's a, it teaches you the tone of it. It teaches yeah. you the tone of mythology. Yeah, there we go. I was gonna I was gonna say that or like it's a good uh, gateway drug. Yeah, like thinking about Jackie Chan, there's only one good white dude in the show, and that's Captain Black. Mm-hmm. Because eventually they make a little team of adventurers, and it's Jackie Chan, Jade, Uncle, Toru, Captain Black, uh, El Toro, and Viper. Hmm. Because, oh yeah, two characters that were in one-off episodes in the first season come back as regular reoccurring good guys. Yeah, they also do that with the guy who's constantly shouting his moves, too, right? Yes. He replaces Toru in the bad guy's stable. That's great, because he was hilarious. Like, and they just regularly do that. They they plant seeds in the previous season for the next season to pick up on. Mm. And it's like, that's, that's, that's forward-thinking storytelling. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good thing going on. Yeah. Um, I also, uh, I want to give a quick shout-out to probably my favorite moment in the entire season, which is the episode where Jade is possessed by the main bad guy. Shindu. Shindu. And Captain Black goes to take her to, what is it, Mighty Moose Land or something like that? Yeah. And, and he's like... I, I I heard you were wanting to go here, or, and Shindu's just like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, yeah. It, it, and it's like a bunch of just fun, wacky shit like that. It's just great. 
Yeah. Especially because you don't think Captain Black is ever the kind of guy who's going to do that. He, he's set up as, like, the strict army guy, and that's the first hint you get of, like, no, he's a regular dude. Yeah. He's set up to be Nick Fury, and he turns out to be Captain America. Yeah. And he's, like, friends with Jackie, and, like, the first time they meet, it's like, oh, shit, I haven't seen you in fucking forever. What's up? How uh -huh. you doing? You doing good? Yeah, and then... <laughs> That whole scene is so hilarious, because he's immediately like, hey, I need you, the world's in danger. He's like, sure, sure. Jade, you crazy. You crazy, Jade. Yeah. Like, so many, it's a very quotable show. <laughs> it is. I mean, like, I think everyone in our generation has said one more thing to a friend at some point. Uh... I mean, I brought up earlier the fact that I used to repeat bad day, bad day all the time. And I probably will start doing that again now, now that I remember that. <laughs> but, um, like, uh, in terms of, like, structure of the whole show, it's it's a fascinating little thing. Because think early 2000s, late 90s kids shows, the good guys would always win. Hmm. Maybe if it was, like, a trying to be a little bit more, like, Reboot or Beast Wars. But those don't count. They're Canadian. Yeah. But, like, American shows, like G.I. Joe, the good guys win. Transformers, the good guys win. He-Man, the good guys win. Every episode. But in this, sometimes the bad guys win. They get the talisman. Yeah. Which is just, like, an interesting little wrinkle because it's like, oh, you're actually invested because the good guys can lose. Yeah, and then there will be episodes where, um, uh, the whole plot revolves around trying to get the talisman from the bad guys, and one of those, the good guys lose, which is really cool. Yeah, and, like, you're watching the show, and you get to an episode where, oh, atypical cartoon wacky shenanigans, Jackie gets split in half, good guy, bad guy, all the... It's all wacky, and then it just continues, and then at the end of the show, it's like, nope, this was a part one to the season finale. Yeah, which is such a... Like, that's the kind of ass-pull I want in writing more. Because, like, so often, the reason the word asshole exists is because things coming out of nowhere is usually really annoying. But that's really cool and satisfying and makes you go, oh god, I gotta watch the season finale now. Yeah, because, again, it's a semi-episodic car kids cartoon. You don't expect something actually drastic to happen in any given episode. But it's like, no... There's a ticking time clock. We've been telling you this the entire time. Mm -hmm. You just haven't been paying attention, and they played with your expectations. And so it's like, solid fucking writing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's what they'd call a good show. Um, so you want to talk about, uh, just for a minute before we wrap up, the uh, bits that'll occasionally show up at the end with uh, kids asking Jackie questions. These were filmed in a matter of two days, and you yeah. can tell. <laughs> because they wanted to... It feels like they wanted to bring Jackie more into the production, and Jackie was like, fuck yeah, this is a cool show, I want to produce it, this seems fun. 
And they were going like, okay, cool. What can we do with Jackie? Well, he doesn't have the time to voice the character. and His, uh, his accent is so thick, it'd be harder to understand in an animated form. Uh, he can be in the intro. That's a good idea. Let's use him in the intro. What else? Let's just go to his dojo for a day and do Q&A with questions submitted by our kids. Because there's no way they got, like, viewers to submit those questions. Yeah, no. Hell, they may have even just written them themselves and said, like, here's a, a kid said this. Yeah. This is what kids care about, right? Like, kids are going to ask, what's your favorite junk food? That's how a kid would word that question. I mean, they may, and if a kid did ask it, they may have, like, rewritten it to make it more legible. Mm. Probably. But, like, it's fun because you get to see Jackie and he's doing, like, training shit. And it's like, fuck yeah, Jackie. Beat that yeah. wood. You rarely see Jackie Chan. Get fired. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe you just put that in a fucking Jackie Chan Adventures episode. Oh my god. <laughs> Here's the thing, you didn't have to reference it. You didn't have to mention it. You could have just let it slide. And oh, no sure, sure, sure. You who got me into Fact Fiend. <laughs> the channel that's nothing but penis and drinking jokes. Yep, and bad opinions about Star Wars. I said it. He has a bad opinion about Star Wars. I do not agree with him. I still watch his content because I enjoy it. But still. You know what? Um, don't, this, please don't turn into a giant Star Wars argument. I just want to say, I like The Force Awakens, but I think he made a very compelling argument. I didn't watch it just because I didn't want to be pissed off at him. <laughs> I didn't want to take that risk. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but, but yeah, uh, it's a pretty solid show all around, and I enjoyed going back to it. Don't know if I'll watch the rest at some point, but... Uh, oh, I'm probably going to be marathoning the other four seasons. Mm. Because this is nostalgia bomb for me. Like, this, is, this, this was one of my, like, childhood faves. This yeah. Spider-Man animated series, and just a ton of shit, man. Yeah, it, it depends on just how time goes over the next month. If if I can find the time, I might watch more of it. If not, um, just because right now my time is kind of split up between either I'm at home editing, in which case I'm either watching YouTube or something we need to watch for the podcast or for one of my own videos, or I'm uh, at work and uh, I give myself an hour a day to watch a couple episodes of something I haven't seen before, and currently I'm watching the rest of Bakuman. Yes, I'm doing it before we get to it on the list. I couldn't resist. It's a good show! It is. It is so good. I'm Where are you in it? Um, the next two episodes are the season two finale. Oh, okay. So he, they made Detective Trap, haven't they? Yeah, the, the, we're already past Detective Trap. This is when they're they're doing the... We're we need to get a manga as good as Nizuma, or you should fire us. Right. Okay. Um, because he wants to end his manga. Yeah. Um. Actually, that's already happened. They're in the process of trying to get the new manga approved. Um. And well, like I said in my Discord server the other day, the writing in this sh the relationship writing in this show is so fucking good. Like, 
I legitimately had joy in my heart the whole day when I watched the episode where Takagi proposes. That was Oh cool. yeah. Because here's the thing, the the main romance of the whole thing is set of to be one of those pie in the sky oh it's it's romantic because they're young and it's idealistic. It's but a stereotypical go, archetypical anime romance. But then they go like, no, these guys are actually made for each other because they want to support each other like this and they then go like Here's them supporting each other this way. They're just going about it in a fucking weird way, and it's okay to understand that. It's under, it's okay to go like, yeah, that's kind of weird, but it's still healthy, mm-hmm. which is fucking dope. Especially because you get like a B a B route romance that is like an atypical like full drama romance. Yeah, and then uh, there's some some other good little romances surrounding it. Like uh, I'm. I don't want you to spoil it for me, but I would put down five bucks right now that Furuka and Aoki are going to get together. Uh, I can't remember. What what mangas did they write? Uh, Kiyoshi Guy and uh, formerly Hideout Door, now she's doing something else. Where he has to help her with the panty shots. Oh, the big guy. No, not the big guy, the, the, the white-haired dude. Oh, her, right. Okay, now I remember. Because the big dude left town. He, he fucking right. gave up. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man, season three, though. I, I'm looking forward to it. But, uh, hey, Jackie Chan Adventures. It's, it's also a really good show, and we had a lot of fun with it. Oh, yeah, no. If you've never seen Jackie Chan Adventures... Understand that it's a kid's show from the early 2000s, and it has a lot of those tra- uh, trappings. But it's still solid. Check it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, since we've pretty much wrapped up that, let's go on to a fucked up food fact from Chris. Um, you weren't prepared. I'm not, because I don't have my phone in front of me, and I don't know where it's at. Oh, jeez. Did you leave it in your car? No, I think I've left it in my pants pocket. Uh, and I changed into, like, PJ pants. Okay. Hold on. I'm going on DuckDuckGo. Oh! So I'm typing by. I'm just going to... Yeah. Uh... NWO. Yeah, they're a bunch of hoopy fruits. That fucked up the WCW. Yep. With the best of intentions. And by the best of intentions, I mean make a fuck ton of money while being cool dudes. And getting Hulk Hogan over. Yeah. Oh, man. Wrestling. Indeed. It's so easy to just point at people and go like, "You, you fucked up. That's fucked up right there. You fucked mm-hmm. up, bud." I mean, that's the whole reason botchamania exists. Yeah, but also laughter. I'm just trying to ramble, trying to get some facts. Padding, 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 padding. Paddington Bear. Oh. I went right for the Mystery Science Theater reference and you swerved that hard. Well, I am a swerve. You are 
the Living Swerve. You, you know the Living Laser? You're you're his brother, the Living Swerve. I thought that would be uh, Vince Russo. <laughs> Maybe it is, bro. You don't know. I've had a lot of work over the years. I could have been any one of those guys, bro. The fuck off of that. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck, man. Dude, did you fucking see The Rock fucking sent out a tweet that basically said, like, hey, Vince Russo is not that bad of a dude. We had fun making some shit up at WWE. And it's like, are we hating The Rock now? Is that what we're going to do? Do we have to hate The Rock? I mean, Rock, that's fair, but also, like, he's done a lot of shitty, shitty stuff. Yeah, I think he was very much like, hey, when I worked with him, we were okay. Yeah. And I think it's less of, hey, give him another shot and more. Don't give him that much shit, guys. Mm-hmm. Do you have a fact tonight or what? I'm trying to pull one up. <laughs> you mother. You are now a mother. You have a son. Uh, How does that even work? What the fuck? I am typing fucked up fruit facts. And it's just giving me fucked up facts. No fruit. What are you, asshole? Hold on. Just fucking edit are you around. Using Bing? I am using DuckDuckGo. Fuck you. Oh, yeah, that's right. You, I, I didn't realize that's what you meant by that site. Uh. Oh, he, there he goes. He's off to the races. Um, I'm just going to sit here and wait with my snoring dog. This is a professional podcast, people, made by uh, a couple professional YouTube boys. We, uh, we try to do good work here. It rarely happens. But, uh, you know, it's the thought that counts. Um, fortunately, most of my thoughts uh, aren't good. But uh, that's, a, that's a topic for another day. Enough about me. How are you? How are you doing today, uh, dear viewer? You uh you enjoying this this content here? Is this doing it for you? Is this getting you through your drive to work? Is this uh this making cleaning up the house and doing the dishes a little easier for you? I hope so. Uh you know, planting that uh planting that new flower bed out back, that can't be fun, but uh hopefully we're lighting it up for you. That's uh you know, that's what we're here for. Us podcasters. Uh we're here to uh Make mundane, troublesome activities a little easier. At least that's that's how I think of podcasts. You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts while I'm actually at work because I work overnight at a gas station, and there's a lot of time where there's nobody in there, and I'm just stuck in shelves and cleaning shit. So, uh, you know, it's either the Top Forty Station or whatever I have in my uh, YouTube podcast playlist. Also, I think he's back now. Are you back? Do you have a fucked up fruit fact? Fuck, man. Fuck, most commercial fruits are clones. Dare. <laughs> Best fact ever. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Exactly. Alright. So next time on Analytical Fanboys, we are going to be talking about... I'm not doing that again. Hey, it's one of my suggestions. Hey, it's a suggestion that's probably going to take us multiple weeks.
Oh, Lord. So, Chris, are you familiar with the YouTube entity Geekvolution? Nope. Geekvolution is a channel that was originally created for a geek dating website. However, the website failed very quickly, and its only two employees, aside from the guy who founded it, were basically just handed it and said, here's the password and email, do whatever you want, I'm moving on to other things. And so they said, well, what's on YouTube? Uh, people review shit. Let's, let's review shit. And so they started a series called Geeks Not Nerds where they did topics and they did a series called We Recommend where they uh, recommended to, uh, they each recommended an item from their collection. And these videos went up every week. Channel went for a very long time. It eventually evolved into weekly comic reviews, a faux talk show, a um, superhero movie analysis show called uh, Superhero Rewind. A lot of other stuff, but um, one of their uh, their kind of cornerstones for a little bit, and uh, quite possibly my favorite thing they've ever produced, is a series called Spawnier, which is where Captain Logan, the main guy on the channel, did a story-oriented review series where the plot is that on New Year's Eve, he falls into a Mountain Dew-induced sugar coma, and his arch-nemesis, Doomsvince, which is an evil clone of his best friend, forces him to review one Spawn comic or item of Spawn paraphernalia every day for a full year, or he won't be able to make it out of his coma. So it's 365 videos? Essentially, yes. But there's a lot you can skip over. There is a movie version that just has the main story elements. But uh, I would recommend watching at least a smattering of the actual series videos, too, to get a feel for it. Because here's the thing. This was billed as a, we're going to upload a video every day. But because of the story, it got so out of hand, this took two and a half years to make. <laughs> Spawn years. Yeah. Spawn year parentheses s parentheses <laughs> good lord um, but it's it's a good time it's it's up there with database rangers power reviews as one of the best story oriented story oriented review things i've seen so that's i put it on the list at the same time i put drpr on there and uh i'm i'm guessing it's essentially going to be the same kind of discussion well, it's gonna be a lot fucking longer. Yeah, but uh, hey, we'll be able to pad out a little bit because we got MMWP next week, so we can <laughs> we can do that and just not do an AF next week because yeah. uh, we record these in advance, people. Hella, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's gonna do it for this episode of Analytical Fanboys. So, um, Chris, why don't you tell everyone where they can find your shit and who you are? I'm Boingo Rider. I make video editorials. You can find me on YouTube at Boingo Rider. I'm on Twitter at Boingo underscore Rider. I'm on Instagram at Boingo underscore Rider. I'm on Discord. You can find my server in the descriptive tone. Oh my god, I am Simeon Scott. That's Simeon Scott to be specific. You can find all of my YouTube videos. Yes, I'm a YouTube fuckboy. You can find all of my stuff at thatsimeonscott.com. Takes you to a playlist of everything I've ever made. It's a lot of shit. 
You can uh, tweet me at that Simeon Scott. You can follow me on Instagram also at that Simeon Scott, but with underscores. And um, that's pretty much it. So I'll tell you also, this podcast is a production of Modular Media. And if you want to get every episode of it as it comes out, you can go ahead and subscribe to us, ring that bell, do all those fun YouTube things. If you want to listen to the show on the go and you don't have a YouTube premium subscription, we have a link to a Google Drive folder with MP3s of every podcast we've ever put out in the video description. You can also keep up with us on Twitter at The Modular Media, and you can subscribe to our subreddit, r slash modular media. Until next time, this has been That Simeon Scott, and... I hope you didn't have a bad day. Yeah. And we will see you next time when we'll be discussing Spawn Gear.